No. May no man, woman, child, nor animal. Walk a lifetime on God, green earth, and not expect to be tested. Just observe and acknowledge when the occasion is risen to by champions, you know what I'm saying? Let it speak for itself and handle me accordingly. When you see me, nigga, it ain't no secret. You know what's happening. No fate, no flaw, man. Straight like that. It's the king, bitch. Let's go, T.I. King me. You got it. We back. Let me put up a meal on the side of the hands. I want to be in the Talk to him. Shout out, Bun. You know where we starting this episode at. Let's go. to y'all turn me up man turn me up you got it episode 32 we back y'all know what that episode you know what's going on right now man you know what that jam had to do with and i and i don't even think we even you know what i mean you know what's going on man this is lebron's episode man this is lebron episode king james man okay that's what we starting with man it was only right I played that song. Because you got to crown that, man. But yeah, man, we back, man. You got it, episode 32. Um, yeah, man, Super Bowl edition, okay? Um, definitely wanted to get back in touch with y'all before the Super Bowl started. Um, give y'all my Super Bowl, my game day picks. And, um, you know, matchups and, and, you know, just try to try to, you know, get my prediction out there. 
But uh, but we can't. And 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 you know what's crazy is that not a lot of things outshine the Super Bowl. But this is definitely one of them. The with the what has happened in the NBA this week has definitely taken over what's going on in the Super Bowl, which is unheard of. So, but you know it happens. So unless you've been you know not been paying attention and. Don't really know what's going on. LeBron James broke the all-time leading scoring record for NBA. And um, that record was held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem had that record for about 40 years. And LeBron broke the record this week. And it's it's been... Yeah, man, I mean, of course it was, you know, highly anticipated. It was something that we all knew was going to happen sooner or later, especially this year. And, uh, yeah, man, LeBron got that record, man. And, you know, as far as, you know, I don't want to get into the GOAT conversation just yet. I just kind of want to stay in the moment with what happened with LeBron and that record. Um, He needed 36 points uh, in the game against the Thunder. And one of the coolest things about the record is that he was mic'd up that whole game. And at halftime, I think he had maybe 16 points, maybe 18, give or take, somewhere around there. And he went over to speak to Bronny and Bryce, his sons, and asked them, should he go for the record? And Bronny said, man, yeah, go ahead and get it, man. Go ahead and get it. You know what I mean? That's, 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 and that's one of the things we got we to gotta acknowledge about LeBron, man. Just, I mean, just the family man that he is. Um. I mean, yeah, man, he's 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 been he's had the the weight of the world on his shoulders since he was eighteen years old, man. And he has not one blip on his radar. I mean, of course there's probably been, you know, little things here or there, but ultimately, I mean LeBron has been virtually perfect. <laughs> of course he's you know, he's had, you know, decision, and of course everybody made a big deal about the decision and him leaving Cleveland the first time. And, you know, of course, you know, but he's never had anything major happen to him. And uh, just to, you know, just him going over to Bronny and Bryce, who, you know, we've watched them grow up, you know what I mean? And, and you know, we've watched Bronny and Bryce literally grow up in front of our faces. And, and Zori, you know what I mean? He had the wife in the building. Savannah was there. The queen was there. And just, you know what I mean? Just, just having... Having them in the building, you know, when he broke the record and just going up to Bronny and Bryce and asking them about the should he go for it and whatnot. I mean that yeah, man, that's I mean that's just one of the cooler things that, that we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. That's one of the cooler things that we've ever seen. And uh, you know, once Bronny told him to go get the record, yeah, man, he went and got it. He went and got it, man. And I, you know, I, I think it was episode thirty where I kind of, I kind of wanted to. I think my prediction was that he was going to break the record with a, with a, you know, Sky Hulk because Kareem was in the building, and I definitely thought he was going to do that, and it looked like he was. He kept trying to post up, and let me let me tell you something. I ain't never seen the Thunder go boxes and elbows and and flood the zone, flood the box. More than I ever seen on a possession, man. 
They was not they was not gonna let LeBron get into the paint to break that record. That was not happening. So he ended up breaking it, going driving across the lane, probably about free throw line extended, and shooting, you know, somewhat of a, a Kobe fadeaway. Um LeBron fade, you know what I mean? And, and broke the record on that shot, man. I would have loved to have seen that, you know, the sky hook. I think we all would have loved to have seen that, but But he ended up he ended up breaking it on that fadeaway shot, man. And it was yeah, man. It was it was, you know, it was a moment in history, man. You know, it was a moment in history, man. Everybody will remember where they was at when they seen that happen. Um, I think the main thing is that LeBron is is not he's not slowing down. Right now he has thirty eight thousand eight hundred and I think it was thirty eight points. Um thirty eight thousand 388 points. Yeah, my fault. Um, and and he's probably going to push this record to maybe 40,000 points. Because he got at least another two, three years in him, I think. And that's that's what the you know the crazy part is. I mean, it took a long time for somebody to get Kareem's record. A lot of people thought Kareem's record was never going to get broken. And sure enough, the king did it. Okay? And it's going to take somebody a, an incredible career to get the record that LeBron, I mean, whenever LeBron is done playing, whatever number he's at, whoever's going to do it, they might have to average 50 a year for multiple years before they can get it. And I just don't know if I see that happening. So I do expect this LeBron James record to to last. It probably won't be, it won't be broken in my lifetime. I could probably almost guarantee that. It will not be broken in my lifetime at all. So, shout out to LeBron, man. Um, shout out to Kareem for being there and, and you know, and just kind of passing the torch to LeBron, which was definitely, a, you know, another cool thing to see. And, uh, yeah, man, you love to see it, man. You you love to see it, man. It was a beautiful moment. And then the next game, of course, you know, against the Bucks, he didn't play. And that's when he, you know, shouted out, you know, everybody, you know, he gave his speech and he shouted out his wife and, and just, you know, just a, just a, just a family moment that he had. And yeah, man, it was good, man. It was definitely good, man. It was a moment that I will never forget. A lot of people will never forget. And, um, yeah, man, that's where we at, man. We had to start the episode with that, man. Shout out LeBron, man. (laughs) Shout out to LeBron for breaking that record and just doing what needed to be done, man. There's a lot of there's been a lot of pressure on that man since he's came into the league. And he's he's stood up, you know. He stood up and faced it all with with his crown on the whole time. So shout out LeBron, man. I uh Yeah, man, I, I just, I mean, you, when you witness greatness like that, you just got to, I mean, you can't do nothing but just pay homage to it, man. That's all you can do. You can do nothing but pay homage to it and just, you know, respect the fact that we, we are witnessing, we will probably never witness in our lifetime. And then, like I said, I don't want to get into the whole, you know, goat debate and, and this, that, and the third and all that. 
You know what I mean? Because it's hard to it's hard to compare eras and generations and you know how how people want to do that. You know, with him and Jordan and him and Kobe and and this that and the third. But I will say this: LeBron is definitely to me, and I grew up in the Jordan era. I've never seen anything like LeBron. Now, of course, you go know, his finals record four and six in the finals is definitely you know I guess it's a bad thing. But come on, man, who gets to the finals that many times? He's carried teams that had no business of being in the finals to the finals. I don't know if Jordan's doing that. I don't know if Jordan's doing that, man. I'm I'm sorry. I just don't. And he's had to face super teams. Um, Come on, man. I mean, the, the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond. Some people say that's the best team that's ever been assembled. LeBron had to go against them. I don't know anybody, any superstar. I don't know if anybody's beating that team. So LeBron losing two finals to them is not a bad thing. I just, I mean, you know, I, I just don't, I just don't know what, what more we expect from this man. I, I really don't. Is he on the Mount Rushmore basketball? For sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. But, um... You know, I I I will go into further detail about the GOAT conversation towards the end of LeBron's career. And right now, we're not there right now. So I don't think it's even fair to even have that conversation when this when LeBron is still playing. So we don't know what he's going to finish up with. He might get two more championships. It's possible. He might get the 40,000 points. It's possible. Um, so, you know, in the meantime, let's just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy watching greatness. And just acknowledge what we're seeing. That's all. Um, so let me let me go ahead, man. Clap it up for LeBron, man. It's, it's, it's you know, something that has to be done, man. Clap it up we'll for make LeBron, it clap. We'll make it clap. Shout out to LeBron for breaking that record. Doing what needs to be done, man. So, I mean, I, of course, naturally, I guess the transition right now will be to the NBA trade deadline. And we had a lot of stuff happen, on, and, you know, during the trade deadline. And when I told y'all last week, man, keep y'all TV rolling because it's going to be it's going to be a lot going on. It's going to be a lot going on, man. Um. It's going to be a lot going on in that trade deadline. And sure enough, there definitely was, man. There was a lot going on. But before I before I move on to that, man, one more thing about LeBron, man. We've got to we've got to understand the fact that he did come in straight out of high school. And that's for the you know, for the most part. It's going to be very hard for someone to break that record that's not coming straight out of high school. That's one thing for sure, two things for certain. But, you know, the 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 amount of work, and, 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 and this is the last thing I'm going to say about LeBron, man. One of the quotes that I always remember him saying all the time is that he knows that he puts the work in, and he's willing to live with the results because he's put the work in. 
So he never really has to, you know, he has no regrets about what he does, man. And when you work that hard and you put in the work, you live with the results, man, whatever those results may be. So. LeBron James, 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 LeBron but yeah, let me get back. Let's get back into this these uh this trade deadline and what happened. Of course, the big moves, um, KD going to the Suns, uh, Kyrie going to the net to the uh the Mavericks, um, Brooklyn just completely blowing up the team, basically leaving Ben Simmons as the only superstar on the team. Um, it's kind of crazy, man. Uh, I will say that Brooklyn did get a nice haul back for KD and Kyrie, uh, but they went from basically being able to win a championship to. Maybe be in the fifth or sixth seed in the East. They were twenty and two in the last twenty two games they played. I mean, they were arguably the favorite to come out the East. That is no longer the case now. But for KD, I mean, they flipped KD and Kyrie and the Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. Those are four solid players. Um, Dinwiddie probably being the best of those players. Mikael Bridges probably being the second best of those players. Uh, they're all long, athletic. They can defend uh, multiple positions, um, which, is, which is what you're going to need in the East. But they don't have a bona fide scorer. Um, I guess Dinwiddie would be that player. Uh, Cam Thomas, you know, with Carey being traded, he now gets to kind of step up and, and, you know, prove his draft value. I mean, they took him in the first round. Um, he knows how to put the ball in the hoop. So, but can he put the ball in the hoop and win games? Is going to be the question now for Cam Thomas moving forward. Uh, so my Brooklyn Nets, man. I mean, it, it hurt to see KD and Kyrie leave. Um, but the but the cupboard is not bare. The cupboard is not bare. If Ben Simmons can just get back to being the old Ben Simmons, now we then now we have something. The problem is I don't know if that Ben Simmons is coming back. But if Ben Simmons can get back to that old Ben Simmons, then yes, we 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 actually have something. But with that trade, though, with the trade that the Nets made, um, it literally leaves two teams out the East that are basically the you know going to the final. They're the favorites in the East. It's the Celtics and the Bucks. That's it. Everybody else is the distant third. Seventy um, Sixers. I mean, yeah, they got Joel Embiid. They got James Harden. Um, they have a chance. I mean, I'm not going to say they they, have, they don't have a chance to come out the East, but it's a slim chance. But, I mean, they have a chance. They probably got less than a 10% chance. Um, James Harden, um, you know, was on the record saying that he doesn't look as crazy as he does now because obviously he was right by getting out of Brooklyn. He wasn't a quitter because now look at the team. They've blown the whole thing up. And he does have a point about that. Obviously, James Harden seen the writing on the wall, and he wanted to get out of there. And sure enough, he got out of there. Um, he just was ahead of schedule. That's all. And I don't know what that says about Nets ownership, but it does not look good. I will say that. Um, for none of them to want to be there, James Harden, Kyrie, or KD to want to be there, that says a lot about what's going on up top. And Sean Marks, Joe Sy, um, you guys got to do better, man. You got to do better. Because right now, it's going to be hard to fill those seats at the Barclays. It's going to be very hard. 
So you guys got to do a better job, man. Um, is the team still respectable? Of course. Of course the team is still respectable. But championship aspirations are completely out the window, down the drain, um, with those moves being made. So very sad, man. Very sad. Uh, with that being said, though, I mean, the Suns look very strong now. They got KD. They got Chris Paul. They got uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, they look very strong now. You know, they're getting ready to get Terrence Ross on the buyout. Um, they got to fill out the rest of their roster, you know, with the bench. Um, but, I mean, that's, I mean, they they are probably the favorites coming out the West right now. I don't know if they're favorites to win the championship, but they're the favorites to come out the West. That's for sure. Um, I don't really have a lot of faith in the Nuggets. Um, they got Thomas Brown from the Lakers. Uh, they pretty much didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. They may get Reggie Jackson. I'm on a bow. But other than that, though, I don't have a lot of faith in the Nuggets. I just don't. Uh, the Mavericks, I would put the Mavericks up there as, as you know, a chance to come out the West, too. Um, I would put them second behind the Suns. Because now you pair Luka with Kyrie, two you know, bona fide scorers um, that can get their shot off at any time individually. If you double them, the Mavericks have shooters around them. Um, so, you know, you got to pick your poison. But the one thing about picking your poison is that with Kyrie and Luka, they can give you 50 or 60 any given day. At any given moment, Kyrie or Luka can give you 50 or 60. So um, they look very strong. They still have wing defenders. I mean, they lost Dorian Finney-Smith, which might have been a big loss. But, I mean, they're still, you know, they still have some players. I mean, they still got Dwight Powell. They still got Tim Hardaway. Uh, they got a couple young boys, Jaden Hardy, Jalen Green. Um, so they, I mean, they still, I mean, they're still a solid team. But you have Kyrie, who's the lead in fourth quarter scorer. You have Luca, who leads in first and second quarter points. Yeah, they're gonna be, they're gonna be a force to deal. They're, they're gonna be a force to deal with. That's for sure. Um, so those were like that. Those were the you know the main trades that went down in the, the trade deadline. Another big trade was the Lakers. Um. Getting rid of Russ and I guess so so to speak maybe freeing I guess Russ is free now, um, and they traded. I mean the Lakers got a nice haul back for Russ. They got Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, that's a nice haul for Russ. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. This will be his second time with the Lakers, and we all know what he can do. He's not scared of the bright lights. Um, as far as Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, we will have to see. This is L.A. It is a lot different, okay? It's not the same as playing anywhere else. So Malik Beasley, you were shooting maybe 35 36% from the three. Um, can you do that in L.A.? It's going to be a different story. Can you do that with LeBron? Those passes are a little bit different. There's a lot more pressure on those passes. So Vanderbilt, athletic wing defender, um, you know, he's, he's going to get, you know, he'll, he'll get his points just off being active. So all you need to do is, is defend. That's pretty much all he needs to do. Um, but the Lakers, yeah, they, I mean, they made some moves, man. I mean, they got rid of Pat Bev, um, got Mo Bamba from the Orlando Magic. I kind of do like that move. Mo Bamba can shoot from distance. Um, he's a rim protector. So I do like them picking him up. And the Lakers pretty much have a new roster. They actually have real NBA players now. Um, at the beginning of the season, they were playing players that – would not even start or barely even be on a roster on other NBA teams. 
So now you, sur you surround LeBron and AD with D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Mo Bamba. Um, I like it. I, 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 I like it, man. I like what they have going on. You still have Austin Reeves. Um, I like it, man. When you're in Gabriel, I mean, you still have some pieces. So we, you know, we will see. Rude Hachimura, they they got also you know via trade. I mean, they have some very nice pieces now, and they that they surrounded LeBron with. I was sad to see Westbrook go, but I could tell Westbrook wanted out. Um. And, you know, it just wasn't, you know, I, I just think he won it out, man. I don't know why, but I think he won it out. So it's good to see both parties, you know what I mean, kind of get what they want. Now, Westbrook going to Utah, apparently he's and there's an option for him to get bought out by Utah and then Russ can pick his team. Uh, currently, Paul George has been actively trying to uh, recruit Russ and, you know, bring him to, to the Clippers, which, you know, Paul George had one of his best years with Russ. So I can see why he would want to do that. Um, currently, right now, the Clippers, after they got rid of Reggie Jackson, they do not have a point guard. So um, they picked up Eric Gordon at the trade deadline, another shooter. So they, they got rid of John Wall um, in that trade for Eric Gordon. So right now, the Clippers have a bunch of wings, but they have no guard, no lead guard. So rest would fit in perfectly with them. So I could see him going there. I also think that a good place for Russ to go would be Brooklyn. Um, and, and I think that, you know, Joe Sy and Sean Mark should be calling Russ right now because Russ is box office. He will fill the seats at the Barclays because you know what you're going to get from Russ. Somebody that plays hard day in and day out. Um, and you need somebody to fill those seats. So I would like Russ to go to Brooklyn. Um, do I see it happening? No. I also do see potentially him going to the Clippers. Um, that's also a good option for Russ. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I mean, I think Russ is going to take some time to figure out the best situation for him, and we will see how that works out um, moving forward. Um, what other moves that we had that happened? Josh Hart going to the Knicks um, from Portland, and Portland getting Cam Reddish in return. I like that for both teams. I like that for both players. I believe that Cam Reddish needs somewhere that he can shine at. I think he can learn a lot from Damian Lillard. Um, you know, Anthony Simons learned a lot from Damian Lillard. And I believe that Cam Reddish is in the same mold as Anthony Simons. So, you know, they're ISO guards. They can score. I mean, I think if you, you put out Lillard, Simons, and Cam Reddish, that's a strong three guards. Can get, you know, can score all three levels. Um, can make plays for others. Uh, they can shoot it from deep. You know, they're, they're, those are just bona fide scorers. So I like that trade for, for Portland. For the Knicks, Josh Hart, uh, it just gives them another glue guy. You know, a person that can do it all. Um, that's going to do the dirty things. Uh, get on the ground. Get loose balls. Um, you know, battle for rebounds. I think Josh Hart might be the leading uh, guard rebounder in the NBA. Um, so I, I like that, you know, pairing him back up with Jalen Brunson, his college teammate. I like that for the Knicks. You know, chemistry-wise, if it, it fits, um, uh, yeah, that's not a not a bad thing for the Knicks, man. I do like that. Uh, Milwaukee ended up getting Jay Crowder, you know, which which was part of that uh, Nets and Suns trade. Somehow Jay Crowder ended up, you know, in Milwaukee. I like that for Milwaukee. 
It gives them somebody similar to P.J. Tucker, who they had when they won the championship, uh, what was that, two years ago? So I like that trade for Milwaukee. Um, you know, the Nets got some more draft picks for that. So I, I like that. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of action. A lot of action, you know, at the trade deadline. Um, Mike Conley going to Minnesota um, in the rest trade, um, which is going to help. I think Conley is a more, more of a pure point guard, um, which, you know, as, as you can see, the, the team transitioning to Anthony Edwards being the, the main scorer. Um, so now you got Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and Mike Conley. That's a very solid um, trio with Conley being okay with not being a scorer. I think D'Angelo Russell was more of a scorer than Mike Conley. Um, but Mike Conley will, you know, he's more used to distributing the basketball um, than he is to scoring. So I think that works out for Minnesota. But those, yeah, those are the, the you know, the kind of the main trades that happened at the trade deadline, man. So it's going to be very interesting moving forward. I think the West has gotten a whole lot stronger. Um, and at this point right now, Every game in the West is critical moving forward. Just for the simple fact that seeding is going to be a problem. Nobody wants to play the Lakers in the first round. Nobody wants to play the Clippers in the first round, especially if you're a top seed. If you're in Memphis, um, if you're Phoenix, if you're the Denver Nuggets, those are teams that you do not want to play in the first round. The Sacramento Kings, like you, I mean, seeding is going to be important. In order for you to have a good seed, you have to win basketball games. So, I mean, every game moving forward in the Western Conference, to me, in my opinion, is is an important basketball game. So, I mean, Golden State, they got rid of James Wiseman. Um, they got Gary Payton the second back. Um, I didn't like the fact that they got rid of James Wiseman, but obviously James Wiseman, they didn't know what to do with him. I mean, I, I don't know what it's, if it's the coaching. I'm not sure what it was. But James Wiseman is too talented. He's going to Detroit, where I think he will shine. And um, you know, Golden State just got a lot smaller. You know what I mean? And now you got to deal with KD and DeAndre Ayton. Um, you got to deal with Jokic. I mean, Golden State, man. I, you know, I just don't see them coming out of the West. Not not this year. You know, not any longer. Um, I mean, but anything's possible. Anytime you got Steph Curry, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a possibility. But this is not the same Golden State team. So we shall see. Um, in the East, I mean, the, the drama is, you know, there's less drama in the East. I don't think you have anything to worry about in the East any longer. I mean, it's the Celtics and the Bucks. That's it. Point blank, period. Uh, Cavs have a long shot. 76ers have a long shot. But at this point right now, it's Celtics and the Bucks. That's it. Uh, less drama in the East. A lot more in the West. I'll be tuned into the West. And it's, you know, as usual, Teams do a lot just to gear up to make sure LeBron James cannot get to the finals. And that's what it looks like. And everybody's scared of the Lakers, even though the Lakers are currently not in the playoff spot. You still must be, you still have to either keep them out the playoffs or be worried about them because nobody wants to face LeBron James in a seven game series. So that's just, I mean, that's just what it is, man. Um, yeah, man, we, we, you know, trade deadline. NBA, of course, that's not something you want to start out the episode with on Super Bowl Sunday, but that's where we at right now. You know what I mean? So let, let's let's kind of get over to this and get on with this no no, man. This no no of the week. Um, there were a lot of a lot of wild things that happened this week. 
But I kind of went with what I thought might have been the best no no. I mean, I mean, I could have gave the no no to a lot of a lot of people. Um, but the no no for me right now is going to Tom Cruise, man. The no no is going to Tom Cruise for me right now, man. And the reason I'm giving this no no to Tom Cruise is because Tom Cruise took a picture on top of the Burj Khalifa. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, which is the tallest building in the world. So when I first seen it, I'm looking, I'm like, is this a real picture? You know what I mean? At first I'm looking, I'm like, man, hold up, man. I know that ain't who I think it is. You know what I mean? I know that ain't who I think it is, man. Is that Tom Cruise? Is he, is this a real picture? Is he really sitting on top of this building? Yes. Tom Cruise is sitting on top of the Burj Khalifa and I was wondering how he got up there, and it appears he got taken up there by a helicopter. They dropped him down to the harness. He up there, he has no shoes on. Okay, I know you've seen the picture. He has no shoes and socks on. His feet, he's bare feet, and he's sitting up top of this, on top of this building, the tallest building in the world, just to take a picture. Come on, Tom Cruise, bro. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Tom Cruise, man. What are we doing, man? What are we doing? We, I mean, listen, man, I understand... You know what I mean? Everybody wants to go viral. You know, I learned that from from Willie Ray. Shout out to Ray J, the legend. Um, viral moments, you know, everybody wants to do that. But come on, man. There's a difference between going viral and, and you know, something sensible and going viral and, and basically risking your life. Like, there's a difference between that. Okay? And I'm just not understanding the fact that, like, why in the world would Tom Cruise want to do that? Why would he want to go on top of the tallest building in the world, be in a harness in a helicopter, get lowered down, sit on this seat that is probably no bigger than than like the pillow of a couch, all for a photo op? Come on, Tom Cruise, man. Listen. Tom Cruise, you are worth over $600 million. There is no reason for that. You are worth $600 million. I would never do nothing like that. Now, granted, <clears throat> I'm not worth $600 million. I wouldn't do that if I was worth $10. You know what I mean? I'm not doing that. Okay, no, it's just too risky. There's no reason. The wind could blow. It could blow you right off of that joint. What if the helicopter, you know what I mean, can't get lift you back up? I mean, there's just, there's just too many things, too many variables that could happen that are going to make that not a good idea. And if obviously, if you fall, you're a done deal. He had no, he had no uh, parachute on or nothing. You know what I mean? He's just sitting up. I mean, come on, Tom Cruise. And, and you know what, man? Just like... I just I, I can't go for that, bro. Like you get the no no in a week for that, man. That's gotta be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life for someone that is worth that much money. Like people that aren't worth money are aren't doing that. So for that for that Tom Cruise, you getting this no no of the week, man. Ooh, yeah, buddy. 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 Ooh, yeah, bu
This this no no is for you, man, Tom Cruise. That no no is a hundred percent for you. Um, yeah, man, that's <laughs> crazy. Let's get into the Super Bowl, man. Super Bowl Sunday is lit. The game is less than three hours away. Um, I'm ready to watch. Of course, the, the you know the NBA trade deadline definitely did kind of overshadow, you know what was going on with the Super Bowl, and. That usually does not happen. Usually Super Bowl week is a big time week. Everybody, you know, is, is worried about what's going on. It, it kind of takes the top headlines on every sports show. Um, but that hasn't been the case this week with the NBA trade deadline and LeBron breaking the record. So, but nonetheless, though, Super Bowl today, um, we got the Chiefs 14-3 versus the Eagles 14-3. It should be a very good game. I think one of the main matchups that... You know, it's going to be uh, probably a key deciding factor to the game is going to be the Kansas City receivers versus the Eagles defensive backs. Um, And, you know, I looked at the injury report. Kansas City is 100% healthy, everybody on the team. That means all the receivers, Juju, Kadarius Toney, uh, Valdez Scantling, Hardman, um, Pacheco, uh, McKinnon, Kelsey, I mean, all those dudes are healthy. They're supposed to be 100% healthy. Um, One of the places that you can kind of attack the Eagles at is on their back end um, because their front seven is very strong. It's very hard to run the ball against them. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Eagles, you know, try to apply pressure to Patrick Mahomes um, with more than four or if they're going to bring a a blue. Whoa. Bring a blitz. Um, that was crazy. I don't know what just happened with my, my voices now. I, I guess it was like a tongue twister. Bring a blitz. And we will see if the Chiefs offensive line can hold up against that pressure and give Patrick Mahomes time to find his receivers downfield. If that happens, I believe that the Chiefs have a strong chance of winning the game. Now, if Patrick Mahomes is running around um, like he was two years ago against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, then Kansas City is going to have a rough time, as you can see from that game. But since that game, Kansas City has shored up their offensive line to make sure that that never happens to Patrick Mahomes again. And I kind of like the Chiefs you know, in this matchup in regards to the DBs um, versus Chiefs wide receivers. I think advantage goes to the Chiefs wide receivers. Um, now, when we're talking about, you know, defensive line play, uh, Kansas City's defensive line going against Philadelphia's offensive line. Philadelphia's offensive line is probably the best in the NFL. They have uh, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, who are both dogs, who are definitely uh, probably pro bowlers and all pros at their positions. Lane Johnson has not given up a sack all year. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if Kansas City can put some pressure on Jalen Hurts or if Philadelphia is going to be able to run the ball. <clears throat> so if Philadelphia can run the ball and control the clock um, and Kansas City can't get home, and, you know, that, that poses another problem. So that's another matchup. The Chiefs defensive front versus the Eagles offensive line, you know, who can control that that matchup right there is probably going to be who controls the game. If 
if Philly can run the ball, it could be a long day for Kansas City on defense. So we will see how that works out. But those those are the you know the main matchups that I'm kind of looking forward to. Uh, other than that, um, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Uh, let's just you know admire you know let's just acknowledge what's going on with this. Um, the first time two black quarterbacks have started in the Super Bowl, and you know just just I mean it's history in the making. So let's just kind of acknowledge that and uh, see exactly what they do. Um, Jalen Hurts. This is a prime time opportunity for him to showcase himself and his abilities going against, you know, the MVP of the league, Patrick Mahomes. So it's going to be interesting to see if the lights are too bright for him and if he can actually show up. So we will we will kind of see um, how that happens and how that works out. <clears throat> uh, players of the game, I think right now, I have Patty Mahomes being the player of the game, man. I have Patty Mahomes being the player of the game. I do believe that the first touchdown goes to um first touchdown. Mm, I gotta think about that. First touchdown, man. I think it's going to Devontae Smith. I think first touchdown goes to Devontae Smith. Eagles get out early, uh six nothing seven nothing. But then Patty and them come right back down and score. Um, it's going to be a back-and-forth game until the third quarter. At that point, I believe that Kansas City takes over the game. Um, I have Kansas City winning the game uh, 31-24. That is, I got Kansas City, so I'm, that is my prediction. I know I've been waiting for my prediction. I have Kansas City winning the game 31-24. Um, Patrick Mahomes, MVP. Uh, he'll probably throw for maybe... 275 to 300, uh, three touchdowns. Um, and, I, yeah, I just see it, man. I, I see Jalen Hurts having a pretty decent game. I don't see Jalen Hurts throwing for over 200 yards. I also just see Jalen Hurts potentially turning the football over, um, and which is probably the reason why I have uh, Kansas City winning the game. Um, I do believe that the Eagles will run the ball um, pretty decently. Uh, but at the same time, though, it's not going to be good enough to keep Patty Mahomes out the end zone or off the field. Uh, so that is my prediction. Kansas City 31, Philadelphia 24. Patrick Mahomes uh, winning his second Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, Andy Reid, you know, getting his second Super Bowl and just kind of doing their thing, man. You know, just kind of doing their thing. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, you, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Anything that comes out the AFC will be going through them. For the next probably five to ten years. And so that is my prediction. And now here is the you know the real prediction where everybody's waiting for. Rihanna in the halftime show. Okay? Rihanna in the halftime show. Um, of course we haven't seen Rihanna at all. She's been, you know, worried about Finney Beauty, Savage Fenty. Um, she hasn't really made any music in a long time since Anti, I believe, the album Anti. And I'm excited to see her performance, man. I'm really excited. I can't even front. And I guess the question is, where am I going to be at to see the performance? Because I want to hear the performance. You know, if you go out somewhere, you can't really hear the performance. So, um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, a lot of speculation, you know, a lot of debate about what's the first song that Rihanna's going to do. 
what is the first song that Rihanna is going to start out with? And my guess, my guess of Rihanna's first song that she is going to come out with at halftime from the Super Bowl is this, man. Let's go, Rihanna. Come on, Rihanna. I can't wait to hear this. She don't play this tonight. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. That's my listen, man. That's my guess for Rihanna's first jam coming out, man. That's what I think Rihanna's starting it off with, man. That's just. You know what I mean? That's my guess. And then I got to come up with this after that. I got to come up with this right here, too. Okay. <laughs> that was the, listen, man. I, listen, man. I know a lot of people are anticipating Rihanna doing this, this halftime performance. I am definitely anticipating it. I can't wait. Um... But if I had to, you know, I, I, I guess there's a, a thing where you can gamble on which song she's going to do first. Listen, man, put your money on Rude Boy. That's the first song that she's doing uh, at the Super Bowl. You heard it here first, man. You heard it here first, man. Shout out, Rihanna. I can't wait to see the halftime show. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we haven't seen you in a long time. So I, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be excited to see Rihanna. <laughs> And, you know, I heard it tear the halftime stage up. I mean, the Super Bowl has done good the last two years. Last year they had uh, Dr. J, Snoop, 50, Eminem. I mean, like last year, you know, Mary J. Blige. And you remember Mary J. Blige went viral for that uh, for her laying on the ground. Um, yeah, man. So it was, you know, I'm looking forward to see what, what the viral moment is from this year's Super Bowl perform- halftime performance. But shout out to Rihanna, man. I, I can't wait for the performance, man. So, um, yeah, man. So, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, man. Anything else going on Super Bowl-wise? Of course, Tom Brady, he filed his retirement papers, um, which I guess makes it official that he will no longer be returning to the NFL. Uh, I believe there was a report that he will be waiting a year before he goes into the booth, which is, I guess, 2024. And the thing about him filing these papers is, is you know, kind of interesting. Um, but J.J. Watt, who just recently retired, said he didn't know you had to file papers to retire. He said he's not filing those papers. So I don't know if this is a smokescreen. I still, I still believe that Tom Brady may be coming back. 
I don't know why, but I still believe Tom Brady may be coming back. We will find out, you know, in in uh, next week's episode of you know uh, Tom Brady's uh, <laughs> Tom Brady's um, sitcom, man. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. He filed his retirement papers, so that's that's pretty much that. <clears throat> I think I got a frog in my throat for some reason. Not sure why, but um, another thing that happened this week at the Super Bowl. Now this is, I you know I don't like this right here. I do not like what happened with Michael Irvin at the Super Bowl. Now of course you know at the Super Bowl all the stars are there, um, all the shows are there. First Take, Undisputed, NFL Live, NFL Network. I mean, come on, it's the Super Bowl. Everybody's there. Um, all the top media heads are there. Um, top celebrities are there. The parties are going on. There's a lot going on there, man. And there is a lot of um, people around. Very rarely will you be in a place at the Super Bowl where there's not going to be anybody at, nor a camera. Um, so anything that's done at the Super Bowl, more than likely... We'll have a witness. There's going to be a witness to what's going on there. With that being said, um, one of the, I guess, bigger stories that came out of the Super Bowl this week was Michael Irvin being sent home by NFL Network over allegations that he assaulted a young lady um, in a hotel lobby. Now, listen, we, we, we have to reserve judgment until we get all the facts on the case. There's no reason to jump to conclusions. Um, no reason to, you know, say such and such is innocent, you know, or such and such is guilty, such and such is lying, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, naturally, it is you are uh, innocent until proven guilty. Unfortunately, with this incident with Michael Irvin, he was proven guilty, um, you know, from the door. So NFL Network sent him home, would not let him report any longer a Super Bowl week um, based on this incident. Uh, well, based on this report of an incident, um, alleged incident. So let me make sure I, you know, paraphrase the word alleged incident. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's just, you know, it's just really an unfortunate thing. Now, you know, the whole, the irony of the incident is that, according to Michael Irvin, um, he was coming in from being out uh, he was going to his hotel room. He ended up in his hotel room by himself. Um, so there was nobody seen with him going up to the elevator to his room. There was nobody in his room with him. Um, there was no female anywhere around him. <clears throat> so this incident appears to have happened in the hotel lobby. So as Michael Irvin, I guess, was walking to his room, I'm not really, you know, I don't really know, don't have all the facts and details about this this incident. As he was walking to his room, he uh, exchanged pleasantries with a female. According to him, this exchange lasted no more than 45 seconds, uh, of which those 45 seconds, they shook hands. He went on about his way. He said hello, and he ended up going to his room by himself, went to sleep by himself, woke up by himself. Somewhere along the lines, within those 45 seconds, this uh, unnamed woman, as usual, they're usually unnamed women. I have nothing against women and and, um, those that uh, report these incidents, Um, but usually their names are definitely, you know, withheld. 
Um, and usually the man's name is usually always put out there. Um, that's another conversation. But this unnamed woman said that Michael Irvin sexually assaulted her um, during those 45 seconds. Ah, man. I don't want to be that guy, man. I don't want to be that guy. But it sounds very suspicious. It sounds very suspicious. Um, in a hotel lobby, there are cameras everywhere. Literally everywhere. So, um, for an assault to happen and not to be caught on camera in a hotel lobby, I find that very, very, um, I don't want to say not believable, but I'm having a hard time finding that being possible in a hotel lobby. Mind you, in a hotel lobby, there are usually hundreds of people there. Uh, mind you, this is the Super Bowl weekend, so there are a lot of people walking around the hotel lobby, probably going in and out of hotels. It's the Super Bowl weekend. There are cameras everywhere. There are people everywhere. Um, for this employee woman to say that happened in front of all these people and nobody verify it, nobody see it, no cameras catch it, man, that's really tough. That is very tough. And of course, you know, Playmaker has denied these allegations and has even went on to countersue the woman for $100 million for defamation, um, you know, for filing a false claim. And I'm not mad at him for doing that. I'm not mad at him for doing that. $100 million, yes, for what you just caused him, you just caused him millions of dollars. He was supposed to be reporting and working at the Super Bowl. And your accusation, uh, alleged accusation, has caused him to be sent home. So you've caused him a lot of money. And I did see some video of a conversation that he was having. It looked like he was passing by. At the end of the conversation, you could hear the man recording that recorded the video say, Amen. You could see Michael Irvin not near anybody. He was the only person standing up. Everybody else was sitting down. Now, I'm not sure if this video is from the incident, but that's the video that's circulating around. Um, and in that video, you could hear what's being said, and it didn't hear like he said anything crazy, nor did he put his hands on anybody in that video either. So, um, I say all that to say this, is that, I mean, it is a story, you know what I mean? It shouldn't overshadow the Super Bowl but just the fact that this accusation, um, the NFL Network took it very seriously, which they are supposed to. But without even, I guess, getting all the facts or details, they the first thing they did was just, you know, take him off the job. And I just don't think that that's right. You didn't have any information. Um, he had yet to counter, you know, counter sue or, or, or file a lawsuit. He had yet to do that. He yet to, you know, was not given a chance to even kind of state his claim and, and clear his name in the incident before NFL Network sent him home. And, you know, I, like I said, I understand NFL Network, they must take these accusations very seriously. You have to. Because um, you just never know. But in this case, um, based on where it happened at, uh, the fact that he was by himself in an elevator, by himself in his hotel room, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the same now. If he had, now if him and this woman had went to in the elevator together, had went up to his room, all right, NFL network, by all means, 
you you are hundred percent right to send him home, but it's very difficult to kind of do what you did to him, um, based on the circumstances of what happened. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, prayers are all involved. Uh, I feel bad for Michael Irvin that it happened. I feel bad for the for the woman that it happened to. Um, but if she turns out to not be telling the truth, and that is that's that's not okay. That, that's all I'm gonna say. It's not okay. Uh, it's I mean, this situation is definitely a touchy situation. Um, because you never want to uh, kind of you know disregard what you know the accusation, the alleged accusation. But at the same time, though, I mean, there is video footage, there is camera footage, there are mul- there are multiple people around the lobby, and it appears as if nothing happened. So um, take that for what it was. Uh, Super Bowl, um, I hate to end on that note, but, you know, that's something that happened this week in the Super Bowl, man. And we coming back with another episode, entertainment episode, because um, I couldn't really touch on what I wanted to touch on. There's a lot of things I want to get on um, in regards to... You know what happened, um, Grammy. I still ain't talk about the Grammys. I mean, there's a lot of other things I got to touch on. So we coming back with another episode. But uh, yeah, I wanted to get this episode in before the Super Bowl. You got it. Um, episode 32. We starting to get up there in these episodes, but we still a long way to go from where we need to be. But we getting up there, man. You got it. Episode 32, Super Bowl edition. Yeah. We gonna see if Patty is the is the real deal, man. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes. Shout out to Jalen Hurts, man. Shout out to both of them, man. Shout out LeBron, man. The GOAT. The King. Doing what he need to do, man. Breaking that record, man. Shout out Kyrie. Shout out KD, man. Can't wait for the second half of NBA season either, man. And free rest, man. Rest, I want to see where you're going. Where, what are we going to do, rest? Where are we going? I know you don't want to stay in Utah. What's, what you going to do, rest? Let's go, future. Future really goaded for real, man. I had to make my mind up, should I keep it? I, keep it? I got big dogs, that is, it ain't no secret. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Shut up, baby. Miss me with that, man. Dang, that, that, this, hey, those lyrics are fitting for the last story that we just had at the end of this episode. But that's here nor there, though. You got it, episode 32. We out of here, man. Yeah.